When I Open podcast may feature language, mature themes, and violence. This is your trigger warning. Hello, you are listening to When I Open, a true crime podcast where I talk about crimes ranging from urban legends to serial killers and how they are portrayed in the media. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Tate's Guide to the Perfect Crime. Hey everyone, so before you start today's episode, I just would like to say a quick um, merch drop just happened. Um, I officially have swaggy like salute buttons. Um, if you are a fan of Law & Order SVU or Law & Order Organized Crime, salute is a new character. And um, I now have merch buttons of hers. Um, they will be free, so it'll be just like the stickers. Just uh, send me a quick DM and I will get that to you as soon as possible. Again, due to the new Delta variant, especially folks in the Midwest, this may be a little bit delayed to you, but they will get them and enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Tate, and welcome to When I Open Podcast's first big episode series. So um, today I'm going to be talking about the new Netflix horror film series, Fear Street. So this is, again, well, this is, first of all, completely not sponsored by Netflix. I am doing this on my own, and if we could get Netflix or at least one of the actors' um, attention from this on my Instagram or maybe my TikTok, that would be super cool. So when you see the posts for Fear Street, please tag the actors and actresses and Netflix because it would be really cool if one of them, like, actually saw this so now let's get on to what exactly this is going to be about so this series is basically going to be a three-part episode um first coming out on um probably what you're listening to right now august 27th then a part two august 28th part three on my 18th birthday august 29th so i am also recording these like a full like week and a half beforehand because this is going to take me a long time to record i'm recording four episodes in one day um so let's talk about um fear street so a little intro um basically fear street is about this girl well sorry first spoiler warnings for all of this um, I'm also going to get more into the trigger warnings um, after this quick little intro to the movie series itself. So, Fear Street is about um, Dina and um, in 1994, where she lives in Shadyside, which is cursed by something unknown, um, by an evil force that causes residents of Shadyside to become killers. And they have a curse that is set upon them by a woman by the name of Sarah Fear, whom I will be getting into more, kind of more into, um, actually on part three, because I don't want to give too much away about Sarah's origin story. But Sarah Fear's origin story is in part three. So one of the things that you all have to understand about this movie series, one part is the shady side killers. So... <laughs> This is actually requested by a friend of mine to talk about who the killers are. So, now let's get ready for Meet the 
it, this is kind of like I feel like I'm on serial killer batch. This is basically serial killer bachelorette. So this is the Skull Mask Killer. Meet Ryan Torres, the 18-year-old behind the Mall Massacre in Fear Street Part 1, 1994. Ryan snaps after he's taken over by the Witch's Curse and proceeds to take the lives of seven people in the Shadyside Mall before getting shot in the head by Sheriff Nick Good, who we'll get into. The Nightwing Killer. Next up, we've got a killer with a sack over his head and an axe in his hand. We learn in Fear Street Part 2, 1978, that the Nightwing Killer is Cindy Berman's perfect boyfriend, Tommy Slater. He is responsible for 12 deaths at Camp Nightwing. Um, Ruby Lane. She is a slasher to remember with a body count of 8 in total. You feel this lovely songstress humming, You always hurt the one you love before she slashed her victim's faces off. Um, the deadly lady with a razor from the mid-60s is no longer, is none other than Ruby Lane, who killed her boyfriend and her friends, and then, um, trigger, uh, suicide. She committed suicide by slashing her own wrists. Um, the milkman. This milkman doesn't care any, carry anything but a switchblade. Harry Roker has been scarring down the faces of his victim, faces of his face, and can only see out of one eye. He is notorious for killing seven Shadyside housewives with a switchblade. Um, Billy Barker. Probably the only thing more terrifying than Chucky. Billy Barker is a scary little boy with a face mask and a baseball bat. Um, we learn from the newspaper, from newspaper clippings, that Billy was a deformed child who bashed his brother's brains in while they slept and killed his parents, too. Um... The pastor. Guess you could say that children are the apple of his eye. Cyrus Miller, also known as the pastor, was the first recorded Shadyside killer. Um, we meet him in Fear Street Part 3, 1666. Yes. As he kills most of the children in the settlement and cuts out their eyes. Yikes. So... The Humpty Dumpty Killer. This killer remains a mystery. All we know about this killer is from the headline. Body parts found. Dumpty, Humpty Dumpty Killer strikes again. Did he sit on a wall? Did he have a great fall? Guess we'll never know. Um, and last, but certainly not least, the grifter. The grifter is a big question mark, too. All we know about him is that he has a mask on and is featured in the newspaper with the headline, Grifter Guts Girls. We can safely assume that he was a true ladies' man. Um, so... I've actually, um, I've actually found out that the grifter is, like, 6'10", which is, like, really big. Um, so... Now, I'm going to start talking about some of the, like, warnings that are, you are going to, warnings for things that you're going to be hearing today. So, here I'm going to lift off some of the warnings and trigger warnings that come within only this episode. I'll be doing this for all the episodes. A violence, obviously, I'm going to be talking about people who are being, like, brutally murdered. So, if you're grossed out by anything like that, please don't listen to this episode series. Um, another thing, cursing. I'm going to be reading off of long bullet, bullet point notes, which I curse in because I already have like a language warning, but I'm just warning you that there is going to be a lot of language in this series because 
What in the fuck is wrong with Netflix? Um. Oh, um. I don't think that there's, um. Oh, sorry. Uh, so. There's, um. Yeah. Death. Um, there's some sex in this. There's a lot of, like, um, murdery stuff. There's some homophobia. Um, there's some blatant racism, and there's a lot of bad puns, but, um, more importantly, spoiler warning, if you have not seen Fear Street, please go watch it, otherwise you will not know what I'm talking about. This is going to be more of a my reactions, I'm not going to be, like, explaining the full movie in length, I'm literally going to be reading off of long bullet points. To the best of my ability. So this is going to be a pretty long episode because this movie was like two hours long. Um, but yeah. Without further ado, let's travel back in time to 1994. Alright, if you've lasted this long, again, I'm about to start talking about the movie. So, let's go. The opening scene, we are at Shadyside Mall where we see Maya Hawk, um, who plays Heather. So... This mall actually kind of reminded me of, like, the mall that's near my house, which, if you know me IRL, you know what I'm talking about. Like, it's that kind of mall. Um, so then, someone calls her on the phone, but, like, there's no answer, and it's kind of, like, classic horror movie phone stuff. Then, the music gets all creepy, um, and she feels, and Heather feels like there's someone watching her, except she turns around, and there's this janitor. Martin. I love Martin. Protect Martin. Um, and then she turns around and sees her friend Ryan Torres. You may remember me saying his name. Um, and he's playing around with the sex doll because, why not? So, then Ryan hears voices that are saying, basically what it sounds like and my thought was voices the fuck netflix um and then there are some like goosebumps books that are like shown um but like it's rip off of goosebumps i don't remember what it was called um and then we see like stephen king books in the background and um uh then like, Heather is kind of walking around, and she sees this book laying down, so she picks up the book. And then, there's a guy in a skull mask, who has a knife, who stabs her, except the book saves her. And, you'll notice if you're watching the movie, this escalates super fast. Like, for a, um, for a horror movie, this escalates super fast. Um... So then, um, you know, Heather obviously calls 911 because that's what you do when you're getting stabbed. Um, and the dispatch lady is like, if you don't, like, that she, you know, Heather's in obviously, like, extreme terror. And she, like, answers the phone and then, like, the guy, like, comes at her again so she has to run away from the phone. But then she drops the phone in the process and the, and the 911 dispatch lady is like, you know, if you don't respond, I'm not going to send anyone. Like, seriously? So, um, 
Then we see that Ryan has killed even more people as they're, like, kind of spread out around the mall, which is horrifying to see. Um, and my first thought is, is everyone gonna die in this movie series? And is this just Scream? Um, and then Heather's, like, running around and trying to, like, hide, and Ryan, uh, stabs Jasmine. Um, instead of Heather. Um, inevitably, Heather is, like, running out into the, like, dramatically. It's, like, um, uh, it's a slow motion. You'll see that this series actually has a lot of slow motion stuff. Um, and Ryan inevitably stabs her. And this death scene is so drawn out. Like, I don't know why it's so drawn out, but, like, you can, like, like, this is, um, has, there's, like, blood coming out of her mouth, and, like, she's, like, saying, Ryan, it's me, it's me, don't do this. Um, and so then, uh, the sheriff, um, uh, Nick, his name is Nick Good. Find that, that you'll find out in part two more about him, kind of. Um, and so, uh, and so then, uh, after, after Ryan murders Heather, then Ryan is inevitably shot by the sheriff. So, the I want to talk about this intro because, like, it kind of gives you a background into what kind of what kind of place that Shadyside is. They tell you about the murders in the past, and it's all kind of... It, I think it's a very cool intro. So then, you'll find out, oh, cool, there's a witch. Um, And I have a theory that is going to be proven more on when we get into it. So the witch's name is Sarah Fear. Like, not spelled, like... F-E-A-R, but F-I-E-R. And, um, the sheriff's name is Nick Good. If you know what I'm talking, if you know, you know. But I'll prove that later because we're not at that part of the series yet. I just want to say, just want to say. Um, so now we go into something I called on my phone, um, Dina's life, I guess. Um, we see... Teenager Dina, who was writing a letter to someone named Sam. And it basically says, Dear Sam, go fuck yourself. Love, Dina. Um, and she has a little bit of some father issues. Um, and so, um, yeah, Sunnydale is like the quote, good part of, like, wherever they, I don't even know where they live. It looks like Pennsylvania. Not gonna lie. This looks like it's set in Pennsylvania. Um, and so, I'm looking back on these notes, and I'm thinking, I wrote down the words 7WTF, and I don't remember exactly what that means. But moving on. We go to Dina's brother, Josh, who I believe has been in other movies, but I do not remember where he was. Might have been in, like, I don't know, someone a Disney thing? Um, he is typing, t- texting someone who I believe is on AOL. Yeah. Um, uh, so then, um, he is talking to someone, and they're talking about the mall murders. I believe it's um, Queen of 
Darkness, I believe is the person he's talking to. And his username is um, Horrible8Islance, which is, I believe, is a synonym for Horrible Silence, but I'm not sure. Um, so then the two actually start listing off the killers who I talked about earlier. You know, like the milkmaid, Lucy. Sorry, not Lucy Lane. Wow. <laughs> Ruby Lane. Um, the milkman, the grifter, you know. Um, and then he kind of has like an OG podcaster, like learning about all these things and talking to it about people on the internet. Oh God, I am Josh. Um, so he also has like this huge murder board, which I don't have anymore. I mean, I don't have in general. Um, and so they do talk kind of about the sheriff, Nick Good, which now we can see Nick Good, Sarah Fear, Sarah Good. Um, and so then we're kind of in, we're, um, we're in the bathroom we're, sorry, no, we're at, we're at the Shadyside High School, and their name is the Shadyside Witches, which, really, Netflix, was that really necessary? Um, there's also, like, a little shrine to Heather, which is very cute, um, I also said, ew, straight couples making out, but that sounds really, like, out of context as I say it, um, and so, this bath so then we go into this bathroom where there's like spray paint on the doors that like say like a little i think it's like a rhyme or something um and here we meet um simon and kate um who is um sorry who are dana's dina's like only friends i think um so uh, Dina's like, I'm fine, she, she, um, uh, she is, she's not fine, so, uh, now we find out that Kate is kind of a drug dealer, and they make a really, really, really bad, uncool OD joke, Netflix, you messed up on that part, um, and so, now we go to finding out they have to go to Sunnydale for a candlelight vigil. And um, if you're part of, like, band cheerleading sports, you have to go. And we find out that Dina was part of the band but then quit. But she still has to go to the vigil, so she's dressed up in, like, a band outfit. So now um, we see Dina start to, like, you know, like... You know when you're in a really long car ride and you put your headphones in with playing blasting over dramatic music and looking out the window like you're in a music video? That's basically what she does. And um also this like soundtrack is really good. It's creep. There's also a cool montage of like the houses. If I could set up a YouTube channel, I'd show the montage right now, but like of the houses being switched from like the quote bad side of shady side like the broken down houses to like the nice rich people's houses in sunnydale um and then there's like a leaving shady side but it says leaving shitty side um <laughs> and now it's time for a candlelight vigil yo my fucking lights just flashed anyway um so 
now we're on to like the Sunnydale side of um of um the story. So we find out that Sam is a girl and that her and Dana used to date. Now, I'd like to go on to my rant about how the show be- should be called Queer Street instead of Fear Street. In this essay, I... W- Just kidding. Um, and then I'm like, can I make merch of that? Yes, I can. Um, and, like, the candlelight vigil is, like, super dramatic-sized as one who has never been to a candlelight vigil. Um, I think it's a little too dramatic-sized because, like, um, Nick and his brother... Um, so Nick is the sheriff for Shadyside, but Nick's brother is the mayor for Sunnydale. Or Sunnyside. Sunnydale? I think it's called Sunnydale. Uh, yeah, it's called Sunnydale, but I call it Sunnyside. Um, and then I say, ew, the goods, more like the bads, with like two, with like a, or what technically would be the baits, um, and so then I say, these written puns are so bad, I'm glad y'all can't see this. Um, and then we find out that um, Sam broke up with Dina because of her mom being homophobic. And then I find out that Sam's been seeing this boy, Peter. And then I say, who the fuck is named Peter? And then I remember that my NCIS OC, for those who don't know, I'm a writer, um is literally named Peter, um, and so then some, like, jerk boys on the football team in Sunnydale are being idiots to the people who, like, passed away, and they start to, like, rally, and Kate decides, like, yeah, we're gonna rally against them, we're gonna kill the Shady Siders, or not the Shady Siders, so, the, the Sunnydalers, and then they go, Shady Side, Shady Side, Shady Side, if y'all, if y'all can, see what I'm trying to, yeah, and then, they're on the bus on the way home, um, back to their side, and there's a car that is, like, tailing them, which, first of all, as a newly drive, I got my, I got my driver's license last week, something I've always talked about, because you were so excited, sorry, um, (laughs) and, um, that is illegal, so, yes, it is Peter, Simon decides to moon them, it's very funny, um, and then Dina decides to take a bottle to take like a packet, take like a thing of like Gatorade or water, liquid. I don't know, it could be pee for all I know. And decides to s- throw it at the car, which causes them to spin off and crash. Um, and as Dina is doing that, she gets a nosebleed. Um, Sam is not dead. Thank God. But she does put her hand down, and we see this, like, flashes of, like, they honestly should have, they should have a flash warning. It's, like, um, it's, like, red and, like, dark images of, like, people, someone hanging and, like, skulls and birds and, I don't know, witchy shit. So, um, or I don't know, witchy stuff. Um, and so, yes, it is the witch's curse so now sam starts to bleed again but we see that it bled on like a very specific thing what is that thing you may ask i believe it was a hand if i'm remembering this correctly because i don't literally my notes is uh sam girl blood 
So then, obviously, Nick has to go investigate the crash, and nobody likes you, Nick. And Simon says, um... <laughs> oh, wait, no, the, the bones happen after this part. Um, Simon says, suck it, pig. And so, Dina is very awkward talking to grown-ups, but, um... Yeah, so... We hate Sam's mom, who is being extremely homophobic. So, now we get to one of, like, the killer things. Um, so, we see Dina, like, waiting around her house, and she looks out the window and sees, like, a skeleton man, I see, as I'm looking out the window. But I don't see a skeleton man, which is good, because if I saw a skeleton man... Sorry, a guy just ran past my house as I said that. <laughs> um, I would, you know, call the police. There's beeping outside my house. Okay, um, so now Kate is, like, babysitting these girls, except she's having the girls, um, these are, like, young kids, like, maybe, like, 11. She's having these, like, really young kids sort drugs. Or, like, pills, because why not? And then we see um, that Simon's shirt still has Sam's blood on it. Because why not? Um, then we find out that um, someone breaks into the house. And Kate brings the girls to, like, a neighbor or something. And Kate says, thank you. Thanks, Miss or Mrs lane you may be wondering oh wait there's someone named ruby lane that is that it that, that is ruby lane's mother um she comes in like later and has this really sweet moment you'll you'll see um and so now we go to the hospital and we try to and we we're trying to see sam basically and then we go into the hospital, and um, the lady at the counter looks like she's done with her entire life. Um, and she's, like, creepily listening to Killing Me Softly. Again, this soundtrack is exquisite. So then, um... <sighs> Sorry. So then, uh... Uh... I forgot where I was. Okay. Then, um... They can't get in to see Sam, so Kate is like, I need to see Nurse Betty. Um, and Betty's like, do you still want the drugs? Hey, kid, you want to do some drugs? And Dina was like, no, we need to see Sam Fraser right now. Um, and we walk in, and Sam's wearing a Sunnydale sweatshirt and eating Jello, and suddenly I want Jello. Um... And Peter's there being an asswipe. And then Josh tries to impress Kate because Josh has a crush on Kate. Um, no. No, um, you'll see why. I'm hesitant to say endgame. Sorry, that was a bad joke. Um, uh, so then... Sorry, I got a text and this thing, like, buzzes whenever I get a text. It's really weird. So then they want... So then Sam... No, sorry. Then Simon, Kate, and Josh go to this, like, vending machine. And 
uh, Josh, like, hits it a certain way, and all the snacks come out. And, um, yeah, remember when I said, ew, I hate Peter, I want him dead? Guess what, y'all? I got my wish. Except Betty and the reception lady die, and we find out that the skull dude was actually Ryan Torres. You might remember, earlier, I said that Ryan was shot dead. He's basically a zombie. Zom- uh, uh, a zombie. I can't tell if you guys can like, hear the whispers that I'm doing, but um, it probably just sounds like really shitty ASMR. Um, so then Nick knock locks up this um, this guy Martin, um, and he's and uh, Nick is super racist for market locking Martin up because Martin's black, Nick's white. He's a sheriff, and uh, yeah. He arrests Martin for spray painting. So, um, then they try to, like, get Josh to, sorry, then they try to get Nick to, like, listen to them, because, like, Ryan Torres is still alive. Um, and then, this, like, other cop whose name I do not remember, it's, like, Kurt Meister or something like that, tells Sam and Dina to go get your boyfriends if you want to relax. Um, then we go to Simon, who went outside to, like, pee, um, and he sees this really pretty lady just sitting there, just, like, sitting in a little, like, ball on the floor. Except it's not a pretty lady. Previous statement, revoked. It's actually Ruby Lane, and she has a switchblade. A razor blade. Sorry, I don't know the difference. Um, then we find out that Dina snagged a gun. Um, and then we see that more killers are, like, going after the people, going after them, because Sam bled on Sarah Fear's hand, and now the killers need to get Sam. Um, and I just said, like, in my notes, like, so it's because of Sam, I'm not trying to victim blame. I'm just saying, because of Sam's blood, that's why they're getting hurt. Um... So they have to basically undisturb the grave, which, undisturb the grave? How are you going to do that? I don't know. Like, to quote Simon, like poltergeist. Um, so then we see more of the Nightwing killer, and then we find out that the team, the guys, the, the kids actually have this whole plan at the school to kill the killers. So, um, they want Sam's blood and so sam and dina go into the bathroom together then josh and kate go into the bathroom together um and i have this comment that says so everyone but simon gets laid and yeah i i tried to like measure this up with like scenes in my notes and inevitably it did not work out but i said like we in the school bathroom for when i recorded and forget things um so they set up a trap that almost works, and then I said, I don't need capital letters. It kind of works, with the, but they can't die. Um, and Sam basically sacrifices herself. Um, so then, we found out that there is someone who survived at the 1978 murders, C. Burnham. Um, and so they're going to try to see C. Burnham. But C. Burnham doesn't respond to them. So, then, um, 
so then, like, so then they try to get, um, so then they try to kill Ruby Lane, but she just comes back to life, which is a little horrifying. Um, so then Sam decides the way that C. Burnham died or survived was that she died and then came back to life, which is what they have to do for Sam. Um, and so Simon is like, I got this because I got this because my brother died, almost died of an OD and I know how to save people now. Um, and so then we see C. Burnham walk up to, sorry, we see, um, I think it's Nick walk up to someone's house and there's a note that he slips into someone's door that says, it's happening again. All right. So then we end up in a, um, we end up in like a store and, um, there's a whole bunch of like drugs that are laid out on the table and, um, and Simon is like, okay, we almost lost my brother, his name I don't remember, to an overdose a couple weeks ago. This is how he came back. This is how we brought him back to life. Basically calls, ep- he says, the, he like, says like, you have to take these in like this minute intervals. You need to like keep it down. Like, and then he says the EpiPens are like Jesus. They're like adrenaline punching through your body. Um, so then I, so then Dina is like, I'm not going to lose you again, where I start chanting queer street, queer street, which I might make merch out of, because I feel like that those would be really cool buttons. I don't know if I would get sued by Netflix or not, but like, I would like to make that if anybody knows a good button place. Um, so then Dina's like, um, once we get out of here, we're going to go on a date. And I'm going to take you out for a date with cheeseburgers. And I'm recording this when I'm, um, it's like almost lunch where I am. So, like, I'm kind of hungry. But um, I'm going to keep pushing through because we're almost to the end of the movie. And then I say this is too cute for a horror movie. And this is where the horror actually comes in. So... Kate is, like, fighting this guy, um, oh, wait, sorry, wrong one, Ruby comes over, and she still is, I, I still, I still, like, Ruby, it's their fault for picking an attractive actress for her, um, and then Dina's puking, because she can't, she feels like she can't do this, um, and then, uh, Dina sees this lobster tank, and is like, I'm gonna drown you, and then I'm gonna bring you back to life, uh, questionable, but she does it anyway, um, so then, unfortunately, Kate is attacked by, I believe it was the grifter, and, um, he puts her head through a bread slicer, we actually see this in the movie, and then, um, and then Simon is axed in the head by the Nightwing killer, so then, um, so Josh actually has to see his crush Kate dead, which is really hard to see because he looks really, really, really sad, and it's really depressing. Um, so then basically, like, half the cast dies. Um, but good news Sam is alive. They end up actually being able to save Sam. 
and all the killers go away. And then um, Nick is trying to figure out what happened there, because obviously two kids died. And he's talking to Dina, who's like, I have a lot of shock. And Nick's like, okay, but what really happened? Um, and then uh, he said, she tells Sam, like, you look like you just came back from the dead. Guess what? Because she did. Uh, so then... Sam's mom comes to pick her up, and, um, and she's like, what happened? Are you okay? Um, and then before she goes to see Sam's mom, um, Sam turns around and kisses Dina. Um, and so in, back to, like, a foreshadowing moment, back when, um, when we were first, first like introduced to Josh and Dina's relation, um, sibling ship, um, Dina tries to get Josh to open up the door because someone rang the doorbell for like pizza or something. And then at the end of this movie, Josh gets pizza for them, and Dina's freaking out because she's like, "I hear the doorbell. What's going on, Josh? Josh?" And then Josh is like standing next to her with like a pizza, being like, "What?" And yeah, he got pizza for him and his sister. Um, so then there's another phone call, and it's C. Burnham. Um, and they go to her house, and she's like, it was July 2nd, I think, 1978. First week at Nightwing Camp. First day at Nightwing Camp. A week later, my sister was dead. So then we see, like, back in, um, hold on. Then we see back in, um, there's, like, this underground thing, like, underneath Shady Side. There's, like, a little, little like, coven-looking thing, like, for witches. And there are these names on a board on this, like, rock, like, etched in. And we see, like, Ryan Torres. And then Samantha Frazier. And then we go back, and Dina is, like, getting pizza for Sam, I think. And she turns around and Sam's looking at her. And then we see that Sam stabbed Dina. As in technically Sam is one of the shady side killers. And then we find out that Sam is actually possessed by the spirit of Sarah Fear. Kind of like in Jennifer's body. And then we get a TBD. Not TBD. Like to be. To be determined. Like, to be, to, to be continued, sorry. This is TBH, but, like, um, so then we get a little clip of what's going to happen in the next part, 1978. And we see Sadie Sink, who is also from Stranger Things, like Maya Hawk from the beginning. And, of course, there's more, like, murder and drugs and sex in this first part. Then we see that there's a color war. Um, back in the high school scene, we actually see a senior week color war poster then i think okay sadie might die and then well time for part two so again part two will be coming out tomorrow but it's a really really big part of the series so overall i think this is one of the better shows that netflix came out with um it's really it's really cool it talks a lot about like i like that it's like a back in time not like a modern thing 
Although I would appreciate a horror, a modern horror movie from Netflix. But yeah, um, this episode was actually kind of shorter than I remembered, than I realized. Um, but again, like this is like the basic stuff that happens. More intense things happen as the series progresses. But um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, I was super excited when I heard that people wanted me to um, do this. So, yeah, remember that when I posted on Instagram and TikTok this episode, um, mostly on Instagram, remember to tag Netflix and tag the actors who I will also be tagging in, like, the caption so you can see who to tag because I think it would be really cool if I actually heard one of their opinions on this, like, episode series that I'm doing. So, yeah, this has been Fear Street Part 1, 19... 94 um if i end up doing queer street buttons i think that that would be really cool because i could do like queer street with like the queer or the queer being like the blood and then street i think it would be I, I think it would be pretty cool so yeah thank you so much for listening remember that i still i actually still have buttons um available um with me not buttons sorry stickers available with me um if you want to you can see what they um I had two different formats, but look for the ones that are, like, more squared. Um, it's the logo for when I open with the little, um, like, the logo thingy with the little magnifying glass. And then my most popular one, Stop Simping for Serial Killers. So, if you're interested in having any of that, any of those stickers, and you should also, um, if anybody knows a good place to find, like, um... If anybody, looks, and if anybody knows where to find a good place to get, um, uh, what is it? Uh, maybe I'll use a red bubble. I haven't decided yet for, for the pins for Queer Street. Um, but yeah, if you'd like to contact me or follow for more, you can follow at whenIopen.podcast when on Instagram, um, whenIopen.pod on my very inactive Twitter, um, and TikTok at when I open pod. Um, and if you want to contact me for more cases, more people are contact me, contacting me to um, go into more cases, which is really cool. You, my email is in the contact list in the episode description. Um, this was really fun. Um, I know that there wasn't a lot of like true, like really true crime stuff indicated in this, but again, thank you so much for listening. And part two coming out tomorrow, um, the 28th, and remember to sleep with one eye open.